You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes. Welcome on into Locked On College Football. Zach Blackerby, I host Locked On Auburn. Isaiah Hole, he hosts Locked On Wolverines and writes for Wolverines Wire. What's going on, brother? Oh, just uh, just trying to recoup after another road weekend for the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, I, I don't remember seeing the game, though. I remember driving down to Bloomington. I remember okay. getting a, a good Mexican dinner. And then the next thing I knew, I was driving back the next night. So I guess that's all that happened, right? Uh, I, I think so. I think so. No, I was actually watching that game, and I was thinking of you. And I'm like, man... This Michigan team's not very good. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I think it still has the potential to be good. Sure. Right? It's kind of like like teams like, you know, like your team, Auburn. Like mm-hmm. it feels like it has potential. And then it's just they're like, yeah, you know what? Screw that potential. We're just going to we can do bad all by ourselves. Yeah, it's like we have the opportunity to flop. Let us let us do our thing, please and thank you. But also on the other side of the coin, like I think Indiana is actually good. I know there was a lot of hype going into the season. Um, I think for the most part, it's warranted. I've been really impressed with them. Yeah, I definitely think Indiana's uh, very good. I thought they were going to be good going into the season as well. Uh, th- this was a game I had circled anyway. And even though for for Michigan, I still think it's a must win because you had that 24 game winning streak. You hadn't lost to Indiana since 1987. Right. Uh, at the same time, I don't think there's any shame in losing to Indiana. Uh, not like losing to Michigan state. Uh, but, uh, no, nonetheless, I, I thought Indiana was going to be pretty good. I predicted that they were going to take down Penn state in week one, uh, which they did, um, uh, taking down Michigan in the same year. I mean, it's a special year for them so far. So, uh, aside from Ohio state, I don't know, who uh, who they can't beat on that schedule, and maybe you know maybe they even surprise Ohio State, right? Like if Ohio State goes into that game, kind of uh, thinking like, well, we're Ohio State. You know, they tend to have one of those games a year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so th- I think that maybe they would have a chance, uh, and uh, I think they deserve all in any accolades they they get. And that's what I was thinking about on the drive home is how happy I am for all the Indiana fans who have waited years to see them uh, be able to hang with the big dogs. And uh, they're doing it so far this year. Yeah, I mean, you know that's fun. You you absolutely know that that's fun. As far as the Michigan scope on this, though, and I'm sure it's already popped up, you know, uh, in your neck of the woods up there in, in Michigan, but is there a realistic scenario this year where Harbaugh does not finish the year or go into next year as the coach for the Michigan Wolverines? There, There's... A 0.0% chance that he doesn't finish the year. Uh, that, that That's I, it's the people that think that he should be gone after this game. Like, okay, you can have your opinion, but like also look at reality. He's uh-huh. not going anywhere, at least right now. He has his contract through 2021. Uh, I, I would still, if you're a betting person, I would still bet that he is back next year, barring it this being a one and eight season. But, uh, I, I mean, I think the seat's super hot uh, at this point, and I think it's hard to envision him here beyond 2021, okay. perhaps beyond 2020. 
So can they rebound from this? I mean, what is what does the rest of the season look like for some of these teams in the Big Ten, right? Like your um, your your Michigans, and we'll, we'll lump Penn State in there as well. I mean, these teams that we thought were going to be pretty solid going into the year, and a few weeks into the Big Ten season, it's like, wow, it seems like it's Ohio State, Indiana, Wisconsin, then the big gap, and there's everybody else. So I mean, as far as looking at the everybody else, um, I mean, who can bounce back here? Well, for, for Michigan, it's like, you know, they, I think like they've been close, right? They've lost two games. Uh, if, if it wasn't for some of the, the trying to overcome that deficit late in the Indiana game, that game might have been closer. But two interceptions really sealed that for Indiana, lost by three to Michigan State. Uh, I think it starts, you know, it has the potential of starting this week against Wisconsin. I mean, if this if Wisconsin got to play its schedule as planned, it might be different. But you know, they haven't you know practiced for a couple weeks. Uh, Graham Mertz isn't going to be cleared to to start you know to play until Friday at the earliest. So at at that point, I mean, you've got a quarterback who hasn't taken any snaps at all for three weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you have a team that ha- that's only had a couple days of practice. So if you're Michigan, this is an opportunity to to get back and right the ship because then you got Rutgers, then you got Penn State, which is a winnable game, then right. Maryland, which looks more daunting, and then Ohio State. Uh, so Michigan at least has a pathway. If you're Penn State, I-, I don't know what you do at this point because you went from looking bad to worse to terrible. Uh, so far this year. I think it's kind of weird that James Franklin hasn't really like, he's gotten kind of a pass, right? Like we're, you know, everyone's talking about what's wrong with Michigan. What's wrong with Jim Harbaugh. Penn state has been way worse so far, especially for being a team that people were crowning as the number two in the big 10 mm-hmm. college football playoff contender. People weren't saying that about Michigan where Michigan uh, kind of gets uh, what, you know, why Michigan gets kind of ragged on is I think is because they came out in week one and looked like an elite team and then just decided that the season was over after that. Penn State has not yet looked like anything that was predicted about them. I mean, even from me, right? Like, I thought they were going to lose to Indiana, but then I figured they'd, they'd probably win. Uh, well, I thought they'd probably lose to Ohio State, and then I thought they'd beat Maryland. But no, they're broken. Um, but I, I think the Big Ten's really interesting in the sense that uh, you had a, a winless Iowa team come in and just really put it on uh, Michigan State, a team that suddenly thought it had found some confidence after winning the Super Bowl uh, against Michigan, uh, their Super Bowl, that is. Right. Uh, I mean, Indiana's interesting. Uh, we don't know much yet about what Purdue is. Northwestern has been really, really good so far. Wisconsin's obviously a giant mystery. I think the only sure thing in the Big Ten right now is what you know, Ohio State is. Uh, I think they're getting dunked on a little bit for letting up in the second half against Rutgers. I don't think that that's uh, I don't think that's fair, right? Like they they got surpassed by Notre Dame in the rankings. I, I mean, I test. I understand Notre Dame just took down Clemson. It it wasn't really Clemson, right? Like let's just be honest about it. No Trevor Lawrence. It, it it's it's not exactly the same, right? Like right. if Michigan took down Ohio State with Ohio State not playing Justin Fields, I think we'd all put a giant asterisk next to that. So, uh, Or if you take down Alabama without Mac Jones at the helm right now, again, you, you, you put a pretty big asterisk next to it. So, I mean, Ohio State's still king. It's 
it's to me, it's them in Alabama, uh, uh, Clemson when healthy. I don't think there's any debate that those are the three teams. And Ohio State's looked the part for sure. Right, right. Do you ever feel like you're always on? Well, Coors Light um, wants you to know that no matter what sport you're watching this fall, hopefully it's college football, unless you've checked out if you um, aren't upset you, if you're upset with your team. But you know, watching football is therapeutic to fans. It's uninterrupted me time and an excuse to chill and drink beer. And we think you should choose the beer that is uh, made to chill. The Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, cold packaged, literally made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. So watching uh, watching football this past weekend, Isaiah, every time I see Georgia struggle, I think of you just kind of like, okay, he's about to just rip on Georgia for five minutes on the Tuesday edition of Locked on College Football. Is it time for that now? Yeah, it's absolutely time for that now. Uh, I remember I was I was riding down to Indiana with uh, with my colleague, from, one of my colleagues uh, from twenty four seven Sports, uh, from uh, back when I was uh, at that uh, network, and and he's like, "Well, Georgia's clearly going to win," and I'm like, "No, Georgia's not going to win. Why? Because they have no offense. What's Florida's weakness? Potentially defense. What does Florida have in spades? Offense. Again." How many times do I need to say it? Most overrated team in the country is Georgia because I need to remind anyone that's listening. (laughs) Georgia has more talent than any team in the country on paper. Georgia has more five stars than any other team on paper. Kirby Smart ain't done nothing, Paul. Telling you. (laughs) It is ridiculous that how much, like, no one was picking Florida to win that game. I was driving back and just refreshing the score on my phone. And I wasn't surprised at all like that uh, that Florida won that game because uh, what does Georgia also not ever really seem to do? Play well in games that are considered big games. True. So it's what happened. Does it add any kind of, um, I don't know, are you more impressed with Florida with how they performed in that game? I, I absolutely am as well uh, because uh, Florida is a team that I thought was – being considered back before it's been back. Uh, look, I, I'm here to say now, Florida is, I think this was the official game that made it true. I think they're back. Uh, yeah, you know, they had their struggles in the, the Texas A&M game. Texas A&M obviously looking a lot better than I think people anticipated. Certainly, I you know, you can count me on that. But uh, I, I definitely am impressed with what Florida's offense has been able to do. I mean, Kyle Trask, I mean, He's a guy we weren't even talking about. I mean, none of those offensive guys were guys we were talking about uh, a a year and a couple games ago, right? So uh, Dan Mullen's really done a great job with that offense, and uh, I think that's a fun team on top of it. Uh, And now they're in the driver's seat for the the SEC East. So, uh, and really, now that they've beaten Georgia, there's, I don't think there's any other team that's there, right? Like, I think that that's it. It's, it's Florida's to lose. Basically, they just got to take care of business. So you're right. Uh, I, I I'm excited now to see what happens when Florida gets their shot against Alabama. 
uh, in the SEC championship game, assuming that Florida uh, does what it's supposed to do down the stretch. Yeah, and I think it will. And, I mean, if there's any combination that's not Alabama or Florida in Atlanta when it's all said and done in the SEC, I would be shocked. I mean, I just don't know who it would be. Alabama would have to lose two games, and A&M would have to win out. That's kind of the the scenario that we'd be looking at there. And I just um, I don't think I see that happening and then a similar situation for Florida to, to you know cough it up to Georgia. So um, I think you're right. I think you nailed it. And I think, you know, a lot of people want to look at Mullen. I know there's a lot of haters, Dan Mullen haters throughout, I guess, college football fandom, but especially throughout the, the SEC and, you know, just the, you know this part of the country. But I think he's a good coach. And I think when you look at what Georgia does defensively, I think their defense is great. But, man, Florida was just wide open. It seems like every single play, and it's just there's nothing they could do about it. So I think when you just do that over the course of a game like this, you know, a game where Kirby Smart, you feel like he would spend, you know, a lot of time making sure his guys were prepared. They just weren't. And I know they had issues with Stetson Bennett. I mean, it was very clear he had no business throwing a football with whatever injury happened to his arm or shoulder. Um, And then they just kind of ran out of quarterbacks. But I don't know. Like you said, I mean, they've recruited so well. You've got to you've got to have guys step up in that situation, and, and they did if not. If you're Kirby Smart, how much are you regretting letting Justin Fields walk at this point? Well, like, I, th- I think like, you regret it every day. And I mean, they they seemed completely fine with it, right? It was just the whole like, well, we've got Jake Fromm, so it's fine, and that's just the lack of forward thinking uh, on their part. Um, and uh, it, it's. You know, Stetson Bennett was, was serviceable against some teams that weren't very good early in the game in the year, rather. Uh, but I mean, it, it's all you know. You you need a dynamic quarterback to win it all. Georgia hasn't had that. Jake Fromm included, right? Jake Fromm was a serviceable, a little bit better than a game manager. Uh, but that's that's Georgia is not built to win games in modern college football at yeah, this point, right? So, right. All right, let's talk about Notre Dame and Clemson. What a great game. Let's talk about that as well as uh, everything it impacts throughout college football next right here on Locked On College Football. Listen, if you, if you need to break through your wall, you know, it's early week. You, you know, you're feeling a little bit downtrodden. Uh, just haven't recovered from the weekend. Lord knows that's how I feel right now. Whether it's a mental or a physical wall, break through it with Built Go every day. Easy to take in one, one and a half ounce packages. Put it in your briefcase with the most focused presentation ever. Your golf bag to power through the back nine or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate, coconut, chocolate, mint. I love all three, personally. So how does Bilko work so well? Well... Bilko combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into the system fast. It's easy on the stomach. Bilko is loaded with good stuff to ignite my work and my workout. Beta alanine, B3, honey, a kick of caffeine. Bilko then kicks to keep me going strong with B6 and B12. That's 10,000% of your daily percentage. And collagen promotes joint, soft tissue, hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. All right, we got a few minutes left here 
Isaiah. Let's talk about this crazy double overtime win for Notre Dame against Clemson minus Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think, to me, with Notre Dame winning this, I think we know the four teams in the college football playoff. That's that's kind of my take from this. Absolutely. Uh, I, I think you're you're definitely spot on. And this is what I thought was probably going to happen, right? Like, it's Clemson's not going to drop out of the top four. I think everyone realizes that they're a different team with Trevor Lawrence at the helm. Best player probably in college football. Yeah. Uh, so when you don't have him, it's a, a different story. Notre Dame uh, takes them to double overtime without Trevor Lawrence. So it tells you that you, you're at least equal to Clemson without their best player. So how much how much Lawrence would account for it? You know that remains to be seen. But uh, I, you know, Notre Dame uh, will have its chance to essentially win out, and we'll see how it all shakes up with a with the rest of the teams to, to see what the ACC championship is. But, you know, Clemson's going to get that benefit of the doubt. Say they don't get to go to the ACC championship because of this one game. And I don't know how it works with all the tiebreakers and whatever, but let's say that uh, it ends up being Notre Dame, Miami, Miami certainly uh, had a pretty fun game on Friday night uh, against NC state. But I mean, Clemson's going to get that benefit of the doubt, Ohio state, Alabama, as long as they take care of business, even if they mess up once, uh, as long as it's not in the championship game, I mean, I think that they're in. So I think it will be. Uh, I, I think we know what these uh, what these teams are for the most part. Notre Dame, I mean, they just really lucked out in my eyes, and I don't think that they really are one of the best four teams in the nation. But right. kind of like any other year that they get in the, either the playoff or BCS championship game, they are a benefactor to their schedule, and you can only. You know, you can only take what a team plays in their schedule. So, uh, you know, if, if you're in South Bend, I mean, you've got to at least be happy with the results and knowing that uh, you took back a game that very well you very well could have lost in regulation and uh, you, you won it. And you're going to have that shot to, to hopefully uh, get to that next rung. I don't think that's where Notre Dame is, right? I don't think that they are one of the, the best four teams in the country, like I said. But you know what? Again, their schedule, they're playing their schedule. It's not their fault. Trevor Lawrence got COVID, right. and uh, they took advantage. Yeah, so I think it's going to be Alabama with a one seed, Ohio State with a two, Notre Dame with a three, and Clemson with a four, and we get Alabama versus Clemson in the college football playoff again, and I'm okay with it. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it, that's, uh, you know. And Ohio, and Ohio State will destroy <laughs> Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty in in that case because I don't think Notre Dame has the athletes to contend with Ohio State. Uh-huh. So, but again, you know they're they're going to get a shot possibly. So they're in they're in the pole position to get that shot, and that's all you can really ask for. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Another fun weekend um, across college football. I look forward to talking about. This weekend's games with you next Tuesday. In the meantime, where can people hear you and uh, read your work? Before we get to that, notice we didn't talk about the Pac-12. You want to know why? No one cares. Nobody cares. Did they even play nope. this weekend? Yeah, they supposedly did. I don't know what happened. I, I could look at box scores, but why waste my time? I don't care. Yeah, I mean, if you uh, don't I care, think- you don't care. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, 
People can find me at Isaiah Hall on all platforms. Listen on Lockdown Wolverines, wolverineswire.usatoday.com. Cool, man. You can follow me uh, on Twitter at Z Blackerby, and uh, you can check out Locked On Auburn every single day wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to tune into Locked On College Football every single weekday where we will have the latest on all the biggest stories throughout college football. Stay tuned. We'll be back on Tuesday. This has been Locked On College Football. You are Locked On College Football, your daily podcast on all things college football. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.